Quincy Ameriquois here, and you're now listening to PS Clips, where we bring you the best highlights and moments from the hashtag Ask the Soccer Pro Show. You can subscribe to listen to more clips, this full episode, and all our other Perfect Soccer Radio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. How much responsibility, or any responsibility, does MLS have to the domestic player? And that pathway and providing that pathway and showing, you know, if you want to be the league of choice, well, who's that choice for? So that's a good transition, because then my question for you would, uh, would transition into what does it mean to be an American, right? And how has our view of, of trying to uh, entice international players over the course of these last decade, at least since I've been in the league, how do you feel that has helped but has hurt the development of those players kind of to, to the point that you're, you're discussing there? You know, I think it, it's, it's when you talk about American soccer, that's one thing. When you talk about Major League Soccer that obviously we've been a part of for a long time, and, and, and I was there at the start, and Major League Soccer has changed a tremendous amount. I, I am of, you know, once again, uh, this is, you know, don't kill the messenger, but Major League Soccer is a business, as, as you know full well, all right? And owners of that business, I believe, should be given the right to do whatever they feel is appropriate for their business, either in market or collectively, because we know it's a single entity and the collective is important. And so if, if an MLS team wants to field all players that are international, uh, and not have any players that are domestic, fine. If that's what they want to do, that's fine. Uh, so, you know, and, and that gets into a debate on how much responsibility or any responsibility does MLS have to the domestic player. And that pathway and providing that pathway and showing, you know, if you want to be the league of choice, well, who's that choice for? Young players that are coming up and are emulating the Quincy Ameriquois and, and are going to watch you or watching these teams in other places if they don't see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, if they don't see that there is a pathway, then that, that could be a problem for them. I don't know if it's a problem for Major League Soccer as a business, at which point a lot of these players are going to have to look elsewhere. And it will be very, very interesting to see as MLS goes on. And this isn't to discount the, you know, the developmental system that they have and the work that they have. I mean, you look at you know, Tyler Adams and these types of players that have used MLS to, to bigger and better things, or players that have just continued on in, in MLS. But as you know, it's changed a whole lot. And that pathway sometimes gets, gets a little skewed, and that pathway gets a little confused at times when you were looking what MLS is in 2020 as opposed to what it is when I started or even 10, uh, 15 years after that. Um, I, I, I understand. I'm impressed. Obviously, uh, you, you definitely have the ability to navigate answering the question in such a matter that is taking into account all parties without trying to throw anybody under the bus, but I'd expect nothing less for a broadcaster <laughs> with Fox, right? Which is, which is great. But well, what do you want? You want MLS just to, just to you know, you want quotas? You want uh, restrictions on how many players, uh, international players that you could have or mandatory, you have to have this many domestic players playing at a time? Well, I would, I'd, li I'd like to see the MLS uh, do for their domestic uh, league the same way in which it is difficult for American players to go to other markets and to play in other countries. There's there's right. a level of there's a certain level that I have to maintain or be at in order to go play overseas. 
And I understand, I understand that. Um, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that, but I, I feel we're greatly undervaluing the value of the American player because there isn't a fair international market for American players. So we're, we're because of the single entity structure, you can grossly underpay the American player, especially definitely in the past, right? Uh -huh. You can grossly underpay the uh, the American player because you know they don't have as they don't have the options and they have uh, they have a love and desire for for this league, right? And then you're using the money you're saving on them to invest in guys who have a much shorter view of the league and what it is for them and the opportunities that this, it's affording and providing for them. Quincy Ameriqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and see you guys in the next episode.